Welcome back to another episode of the No Further Comments podcast, a.k.a. the NFC. It's the week of October 24th. I'm your co-host, Alex Meacham, and to my left is the talented Mr. Glenn Riley. What's happening, man? About to get into this episode number 11. Let's play the Jersey game. Oh, man. You want to start it off with baseball? Uh, baseball's pretty low. I don't even, I'm trying to think, man, who wore 11 in baseball? You get, give me somebody. I'm I'm drawing a blank on that one. Larkin. Oh yeah, Barry Larkin. S- signed my card when I was I was I was a kid. I told you about that, right? Right. Yeah. In the '80s, you can send a card away, and the, and they would send it back signed. We need to try that. Let's do that. Yeah, let's do that. Pick pick a uh, pick some upcoming players. Don't Paul- know, don't know how I get the card though. <laughs> <laughs> Paul O'Neill. Okay. <laughs> this is Mar- Mario's. Mario's. I've, uh, I've got a funny Paulo deal story. Go ahead. I worked with a guy who hated Paul O'Neill. Like, like for real, hated Paul O'Neill. And I'm like, what's the deal with with with, with this this dude? He was mm-hmm. and he was like, um, he was rich and his um he he married well okay. and so he was out currently like between jobs. So they put him on like a, an assignment with, with um, me and my best friend or whatever. And we would just talk about the Reds and we'd bring up Paul Neal. And he was like, I, I, I just don't like that guy. So we were just kind of tripping. And then like, okay. it got lightweight serious. And then uh, one day his wife came in and his wife was, was, was attractive. And I'm thinking, Paul Neal got with your wife, didn't he? <laughs> and, and, and we never said that, but that was, that was, that was pretty much the, the consensus between, between me and my best friend. That, like, so you never did you never did talk to him about no, it. No, because he was for real getting mad. But you knew. I mean, I just couldn't understand why else would you would would a would like a twenty eight year old dude in, in nineteen ninety eight have yeah. have real beef with Paul O'Neill. Right. It may and it may respect Paul O'Neill <laughs> all, all the more. I thought Paul O'Neill was number twenty one. Mario said uh Mario said Paul O'Neill's number eleven. With the Yankees? I don't know. Hey. Mario, that, that's, that's, we'll have to go to go to books on that one. Keep, keep it moving. <laughs> uh, hey, by the way, Barry Larkin, Byron Larkin, his brother, is the one that broke my leg know, in eighth he, grade. He, he crossed you over. It was a crossover crime. I tell you, still have scars. <laughs> Baseball. Uh, that's pretty much it, as far as I know. Yeah, I, uh, I'm sure there's somebody we're missing, but whatever. Basketball hoops. Isaiah Thomas. Zeke. Yep. And um Bob McAdoo. McAdoo. For for the for, the, for the Buffalo Braves, one of the dopest throwbacks of all time, mm-hmm. was a uh, scoring leader back in the uh, early seventies. What it do, Bob McAdoo? Hockey? Got anybody for hockey? Oh, I don't a, I don't know hockey that was well. Was Bob Lanier number eleven? I don't know. Okay. I d I don't know anything about hockey. Keep it moving. <laughs> Ton of people in soccer. Um, the great Romario comes to mind. Okay. Yeah. Um, who else? Like I said, that, that's that's normally like your second best striker. So that that that's that's iffy. We're learning a lot about baseball or uh, soccer from you. Yeah, I'm, I'm, soccer I'm, numbers at least. I'm, I'm a I'm a um, Renaissance man of of, of, of many <laughs> cultures. Football. Danny White. <laughs> <laughs> What the the great Danny White ne- never could live up to the um the mantle that Roger Staubach um set um Achilles Smith 
in, in Bengals lore. Not a lot of great 11s. Um, your boy um, Carson Wentz, Mario's cat. Okay. Yeah. Okay. But um, uh, Drew Bledsoe. Yeah, Drew Bledsoe. Um, the the administration before Tom Brady. Drew Bledsoe must, must wonder how how is it that um, him getting viciously hit and on a borderline call ends up um, <laughs> being the greatest moment <laughs> in uh in uh Patriots history. Phil Sims. Yeah, Phil Sims probably would be the be the best um, all time football 11 yeah mario i see paul o'neill is number 21 with the yankees and 21 with the reds so what were you talking about mario man that's that's a that's 10 episodes 11 episodes too soon maybe that's what he meant he's he thinking of people who are 11 episodes <laughs> he doubled up yeah yeah all right, well, hey, uh, the, the uh, football here is a good segue into week seven of the NFL. In the AFC East, the Patriots are top at six and one. You beat the Steelers. The Jets are two and five. Uh huh. Fitzpatrick's got a little me against the world going on. Hey, God bless him. Did you hear his uh, post game? Uh, no, I heard, heard people talking about it. What's the What's the crux of it? Yeah, pretty much. Uh, he he came in and won the game for him, and and he felt that. Uh, the GM, the president, the coaches, the players, like o- Obama, n- nobody, yeah, <laughs> Obama, <laughs> nobody had faith in him well, but himself. Well, and you he, were one four. Why, why, why should they have? He, he the thing was know. so crazy about he's one of these guys that he's one of the best thirty two quarterbacks in the league, so he probably should be starting. But that being said, he's definitely in the bottom. <laughs> bottom third. Uh-huh. So it's like, yeah, yeah, you maybe you should be starting over Geno Smith, but really both of you all um are incapable of, of, of like being successful leading um teams to like, you know, the promised land. Well, so, I, wonder, I wonder what the response is gonna be from, you know, the the front office, the coaches, the players, based on what he said. He kind of threw them yeah. under the bus a little bit. Well, he, he's he's on this one year contract because they basically it was it was almost like a standstill. Like no one wanted to, no no one else wanted to sign him. The Jets weren't coming off the number that he wanted. And I guess they he's making like fourteen, seventeen million something. You know, rather obscene considering that that you could seemingly replicate his play with a lot cheaper quarterback. Mm-hmm. But you know, it, it's getting to the point. The problem is these coaches need to win now to validate their stay. So they're really not. And that's one thing that, that, that we can say about the Bengals is that having a coach who's there and who has relative job security, you could actually make decisions best for the long-term health of the franchise as opposed to the immediate. Yeah. Because if I'm, if I know I'm on the clock, you know, and, and that's the problem. Like oftentimes people's, you know, it's actually the problem in politics, but people's incentives aren't aligned with the the overall goal of the organization. And, and that, that's problematic for for many reasons. Well, speaking of the Bengals and the NFC, uh, I'm sorry, the AFC North, we got Pittsburgh at the top at four and three. The Bengals are now three and four. The Browns, 0 oh and seven. 0 oh and seven. And Cleveland's. I mean, Cleveland's rocking right now with the Indians and the and the Cavs. Well, you can't have you can't have too much success. Maybe the um, 
the, the, this horrid season will end up in the draft pick that, that, that gets them to their, their championship role as well. Sure. Well, in the AFC South, the Texans are 4-2. Uh-huh. Texans, uh, they have the Monday night game versus Denver tonight. Texans were my, my uh, one of my, my lightweight sleeper picks at the early, beginning of the year. But Why is but, that? Oh, uh, well, J.J. Watt is gone for the season, so I can't, you know, so so that wasn't wasn't it. But it's just an easy division, and, and it seemed like they their quarterback would at least be decent enough to, to do something. But they're getting the results, but I don't think they're – it seems like fools go. Yeah. Well, the AFC West, the Raiders are five and two. Now, have you ever seen on YouTube the videos of the fights at Raiders games? <laughs> no. You got you got to check this out. I'm talking about tailgate fights, fights at the game, and fights after the game. People getting knocked out. People getting Kimbo sliced. Man. Well, it 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 doesn't surprise me. I'm, I'm sure in, in 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 the the fact that. <laughs> this is just being recorded. I'm sure we missed hundreds of of epic fights throughout <laughs> throughout Raiderland these past thirty years, and now it's finally <laughs> finally getting them on tape. Right, thank God for YouTube, man. In the NFC East, the Cowboys are five and one. They were off this week. The Eagles, the Eagles, the Eagles are four and two, which we'll get into uh, here shortly with Mario. And Mario's such a big Eagles fan; he bleeds green and silver. The- <laughs> The Giants. Let's talk about their kicker, Josh Brown. What do you think about that situation? And tell everybody what's going on with him. I'm against domestic violence, so I'm against Josh Brown. I don't know. A lot of people are are, are given, you know, it's a double standard between um, what went down with him and and Ray Rice and um, Greg Hardy. But in fairness, we have Ray Rice on film. And and, and, and nothing is kind of, you know, if – if domestic violence was always caught on film, we would all be properly horrified by it. Right. But it's rarely caught on film. So people can just say, you know, he said, she said, or, or it doesn't, you know, like, cause I, I remember saying somebody, yeah, this is what domestic violence looks like. It looks like what, what, what Ray Rice was. And with um, Greg Hardy, we had kind of a, a, a really harrowing, um, now one one call that was was kind of like okay you can you can you know sense the fear and everything that right. that, that she was saying so so you kind of have those incidents plus Greg Hardy literally looks like like a, a a scary individual no doubt he looks less scary than the late Kimbo Slice and while we're in the NFC East the Redskins I want to talk about the assistant coach for the Redskins during the game Glenn uh huh he went to the side of the sidelines. Mm-hmm. Took out a Gatorade cup, okay, and peed in it. Nature call in public, and a fan took a picture. Okay, and a picture leaked out on the internet on Snapchat. No, I just think it was just <laughs> Twitter. Okay, he's saying that because we've had a, a nice long discussion about Snapchat prior yeah. to our recording of this podcast. I'm gonna do some fact checking on Snapchat. Please do. I'm I'm a, I'm a big fan of Snapchat. Okay, we, we, I'm, I'm deep in the Snapchat he, game. If you didn't know, he's up on that Snapchat. I'm I'm strictly Instagram. What's your Instagram name? I'm just um, what is by just Glenn Riley work. But the 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 Tykes thing is what blew up, which is which is uh, tell everybody the Tyke. Uh, Instagram dot com slash my Tyke M Y T Y K E. 
Now, over 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 two hundred thousand followers, people. So 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 I don't know what Nick Lachey is doing, but I'll put that against anyone in the city. Speaking of the tyke, you did a tyke for Kyle Rudolph. Yeah, did he get it? Yes, he did. How did he respond to it? He loved it. Okay, well, great. He hasn't posted it yet, but oh, well. I assume he will. Okay. Um, in the NFC North, the Vikings are five and one. Yeah, but no, no longer undefeated. Yeah. And, and somewhere the 1973 Dolphins are, um, or 72 Dolphins are, 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 are pouring out that champagne. As Mercury Morris once said in his, his rap, okay, I'm you want to go one. undefeated, you got to win every game. That's it, man. In the NFC South, the Falcons are 4-3. and three. Does anybody care about the Falcons? Uh, I don't think pe- people generally don't believe in the Falcons. They've had been off to a lot of fast starts and weren't able to um, keep it going. Their, their quarterback, Matt Ryan, is real, real iffy. Matt Ryan would be one of those quarterbacks that would be good in tech mobile. I don't even know what that means. I don't either. In NFC West, the Seahawks are 4-1. and one. How about that game last night uh, versus excuse the Cardinals? Me. They're 4-1-1. and one. Yeah, I'm sorry. 4-1-1 and one with yeah. the tie with last the tie. night with the Cardinals. When was the last time we've seen a tie uh, in the NFL? The Bengals were in a, in a, a, a tie a couple um, That's against right. the Panthers. That's right. Yeah, was that last year or the year before that? But one of the years they were in, I think it was the year before that, because the Panthers were undefeated uh, throughout last year. But, yeah. And remember, we had the tie one time with the Eagles, in which Mario's favorite player, Donovan McNabb, did not know that an NFL game could end in the tie. That's Mario's guy. That's Mario's guy. Number five, Donovan McNabb, who, who, um, who, um, Went to bat for for his his running back, but would not go go to bat for his wide receiver, and that's why Tio had a problem. And let me say it, Tasa Tio, justified. Hashtag justified. <laughs> let's let's segue right into college football. Let's go to the top five rankings right now. Alabama's eight and zero. Um, in two weeks, they're at LSU. Number two, Mario's Michigan Wolverines. Mm. Are seven and zero now. They're at Michigan State this weekend. That's a real soft seven. At number three, we have Clemson at seven and zero, and they're at Florida State this weekend. At number four, Washington is seven and zero. They're at Utah, and Washington is just killing folks. Washington is just just just, just gutting them and 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 leaving leaving bloody carcasses outside of of of, of Mount Rainier. At number five, Louisville is six and one, and they're at Virginia this weekend. Dropping out of the top five, Ohio State is nah. six and one. They're at Northwestern this weekend. Thoughts one. on the Penn State game? Well, I blame it on myself because I was at a wedding, so I wasn't able to catch. Um, so the, you, you're one of those people that watch games and think you affect the outcome based on if you watch or not, or sitting in the right seat. I don't think this. You know this. <laughs> this is true. No, but it does. It is weird though, like like games. But but I missed um, half of. Um, one of the, the Michigan um, defeats of, of, of the several. I don't. I, they, this all, all a blur. I just remember that was when they were wearing the um, the um, white throwback um, pro combat Nike jersey, maybe in oh nine oh eight. One of those. Okay. But um, yeah, I got home and it was it was a close game, and then they took a, a fourteen point lead, and I was like, okay, this is this is under wraps, uh-huh. and I was. Um, 
think I even had had the channel on something else, and I'm, I'm go to ESPN. It says twenty four to twenty one. I'm like, last time I checked, they were lined up for a field goal. <laughs> so, what could be said? It's, it's um, it's crazy though, college football, because I would be upset if I was a Michigan fan that it still doesn't like the 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 loss doesn't knock you out. It's still. You know, like, because I'm always looking at, like, Alabama because that's, you know, the dominant program in the country. And they oftentimes, maybe 50%, they'll lose a game in a regular season. They've lost to Mississippi. They've lost to um, Johnny Manziel's Texas. It means nothing. Until the SEC team can actually win, lose twice in a regular season and still, as long as they're in line for the conference championship, can still make the playoffs. And it kind of is bothersome because everybody else – most most conferences you have to run the table and no more than one loss. The Big Ten is now good enough that you can actually do it with a loss. How do you see things unfolding with Ohio State losing? Now, obviously, they're going to have to play Michigan at some point. Michigan's at uh, Michigan State this weekend. Yeah, that that looked to be a tough game, but Michigan State is like really bad this year, so it's kind of kind of strange. I don't know if they're going to get up for for the Michigan game just because that's the in-state rivalry, but. Um, Ohio State has a weird thing because they play Michigan State and Michigan back-to-back, mm-hmm. like Drake. And um, Nebraska's actually good this year as well. They're, they're undefeated. So it's going to be a weird thing coming down because it's, it's not – the schedules are really backloaded uh, more so than what, what you would you would think they'd be. So, Do you think, Mich- uh, you think Ohio State could win through? Oh, yeah. Well, I mean, I think people still consider them – the most talented team in the conference and, and and obviously having Michigan at home, they'll probably be the favorite presuming they, they can, you know, get through it. But I mean, but like I said, the Nebraska game might be a, a challenge. I think the problem comes when you have quality teams back to back, you know, cause most teams, I think you can quote unquote frame a season. So, you know, the, the Wisconsin game beat Ohio state last, you know, as much as Penn State did, because mm-hmm. coming off of you know, what I'm saying if you if you had say Illinois in between, and then you had Penn State, I think it's a different outcome. But you know, you got to play the, the the schedule you're given. No doubt, my Florida Gators are at number uh, fourteen. They still play football in Gainesville. They do. <laughs> They're number fourteen. Okay, five and one. They're at Georgia this weekend. The world's largest cocktail party. <laughs> why, why the hell is that called that? And not only that, what's the second largest world's cocktail party? Yeah, what, what's the competition? I don't know. I've been to one of those games uh-huh. in Jacksonville. The stadium's uh, the stadium's crap, first of all. And were cocktails being served? There were, but I don't. That is that is bizarre. We have to do some 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 homework on that because. They they would say that and it's like what seems less like a, a, a football rivalry than something the world's largest cocktail party. What? I don't know. I don't know. My my favorite college football team, the Cincinnati Bearcats. Yeah. Coming off a victory here this weekend against Eastern Carolina. Okay. And this coming weekend they play at Temple. So they're four and three now? Four, four and three. Okay. And a quarterback change, Gunner Keel. Gunner Keel. Yeah, which is it's been an odd situation because Gunnar Keel was always looked at it. That's going to be the starting quarterback until he leaves, and then Hayden Moore is going to step in and take his spot. And okay. then we've got another guy, a freshman, who's 
in the wings behind those guys. But Gunnar Kill, during the preseason, fell to the number three quarterback. Oh, wow. And it, and it caused a buzz amongst the Bearcat fans, and especially the team wasn't doing very well. And everyone's like, you've got to play Gunnar Kill. You've got to play him. In a couple games, he played Gunnar Kill at the end of the game. Okay. And all Gunnar Kill did was hand off. And, man, just the boo birds were out. Okay. I mean, just booing him. So Gunnar Kill comes in. He starts his last game. <laughs> he comes in. He starts the Eastern Carolina game. And I thought he played a, a, a very a very good game, being that he's not played really yeah. all this season. So looking forward to see what he does okay. the rest of the season. I was on the UC campus this week. It's changed a tremendous amount. Man, I, I can't I can't give you a, a rating on, on on how much I'm anticipating the two story groceries that are going to be on the the University of Cincinnati campus. We, we're looking at a two story Kroger's and a and a two story Target. I'm 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 starting to envision can can we live in a world in which a Target might have a third story? No, because if that happens, you're thinking too big. Take take me too big. Take me, Lord. Take me, Lord, now if we get a grocery with three stories. I've always – I've dreamed this, but now it's coming to fruition. Now, were you on the, on the outside part of campus, or did you go inside of campus and see some of the new buildings there? Let me tell you something. I started on the outside. I made my way to the center. Calhoun is now Cincinnati's second best mall. It's just – Store after store, there, there's there's a Raisin Cane's, which if you don't know, that is um, um, Ohio's premier spot for chicken fingers and garlic bread, which which which, which seems like um, a, an odd uh, odd combination, and it is an odd combination. But, Have you had it? Yeah, oh yeah. You cane, like it? Yeah, cane sauce is great. I, I believe you could buy cane sauce individually, and I keep telling myself it's a promise I've made to myself that I'm gonna get the cane sauce. But I'm gonna get the Popeyes chicken fingers, and I'm gonna put that together. And 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 how dare you? That, that's gonna be 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 my mix. I'm gonna give that a name in and of itself. But um, now the the Canes has like a cult following right now. I I was very skeptical in going to Canes. I still haven't been, but I, I saw so many people posting about Canes when it initially, you know, uh, some of the I think there's one it emanated out of out of Columbus. The first one was out of Columbus. Yeah. Okay. And and people were posting about how good it is, and then it started to get this like cult following, and it's just like you start to wonder: is it really that good? Or are people just on the on the bandwagon? Yeah, and I've yet to have it. So if you say it's good, well, I mean, I trust you. Well, I mean, what's not to love? Like chicken fingers, always good, right? And, and most of the time, yes. And garlic bread, or as they like to call it, Texas toast. Is it mean? You know, it's it's kind of it's two things that are that that. You really can't mess up too much, but yeah, the 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 architecture in UC, it's just bizarre. Like, you can take a photo on UC's campus, and within that photo, there'll be eighteen different styles of architecture. It, yeah. it it used to be a problem, but I think we've reached a point of critical mass that is actually just interesting just to walk around because it's just like it's almost like an amusement park. Like, what is this? Like this building and this bit, like every. It's weird. Like you go to like a, uh, it's like you're going to to different 
um, styles that were modern in the time that they were built, but they're no longer modern now. So right. it's like, okay, this is cutting edge for the 70s. This is cutting edge for the 80s. This is cutting edge for the 90s, and, and so on and so on. So, yeah, but it's, it, it, it's um, a fun campus to um, to walk around. I'm big on walkways and ramps. I'm always fascinated by, by a ramp. or why, why is that? If I had my dream, I would, in my backyard, I'd have a walking course that was cut like a figure eight. And in the center, there'd be a ramp and there'd be a tunnel. Possibly some trees lining lining one corner. You you can you can run inside trees then then run out. This is this is your dream, along with the the two story Kroger's, yeah. Well, um, so the, this past Segway. week there, there was a there was homecoming. Okay, at uh, the University of Cincinnati, and I was there for homecoming. And as you speak about some of the buildings that are on campus, some of my former teammates were back in town, and some of them haven't been back to Cincinnati since they graduated or left school. Oh, okay. um, for example, uh, we, we have, well, let me, let me say this first. We had a basketball alumni event and what we had was um, the former players were invited to have a little get together and eat. And there actually were chicken fingers there and, and chicken tenders. Were they from Raising Cane's? They were not. Did they have cane sauce available they, on hand? They did not. You need to try the cane sauce. Cause, cause, I cause will. It's not barbecue sauce. It's its own thing. It's 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 it's, it's, it's you you don't compare it to something else. Do you have a do you have a cramp in your leg? No, I'm just stretching. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, don't, I'm, I'm not pointing to anything <laughs> with my feet. I was like, this guy caught a cramp. Yeah, yeah. During no. the podcast. So, uh, like I said, we had a uh, a basketball alumni event, and we all kind of got together and, and talked. And people came in from out of town, and then we watched the Bearcats basketball team scrimmage, which when we do our college basketball. Uh, episode we'll, we'll talk about the Bearcats Xavier and uh, some of the other teams around the country but some of my former teammates came back in town DeMar Johnson oh okay uh, number six pick in the NBA draft okay he uh, got broke off there <laughs> he was uh yeah he was he was only here for one year and it was interesting to hear his perspective because you know he was pretty much here for a cup of coffee you know he he played and then he was off to the NBA and he was amazed at how much campus had changed because when he left here and went to the NBA, he didn't come back to Cincinnati except for one. They had a uh, he was telling me they had a preseason game uh, downtown, but he couldn't come to to UC okay. because they they went right there and then they tight had to schedule. go to yeah tight schedule. So uh, Demar could not believe you know, the facilities and the buildings. And he's like, what, what's this? What happened to this? Yeah, yeah. I used to live here. It's gone. It's crazy. Yeah. Kenya Martin was back in town. Um, this is, I think the third time he's been back to UC. Okay. Uh, since, since he left. Cause there was a time in which Kenya Martin did not want a part of the university of Cincinnati basketball program because Bob Huggins was fired and the way he was fired. Uh-huh. And then, so slowly over time, time heals, obviously, uh, Kenya Martin came back because he got inducted to the uh, I'm not UC Hall of Fame. I'm not returning until Bob Huggins returns. I thought it was until the Jordan. Yeah, that too. Okay. So I'm saying, uh, sorry, me, me, me myself. So, so you want Hugs back as the coach I don't and think the that, team wearing Jordan? No, I just want, I just want, want, want Hugs back, back on campus to, to, to give me the, 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 the clear that, 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 that everything's good. He doesn't have to coach the team, but he, I need him to, I need there to be some, a reconciliation moment. Kind of like Steve Spurrier? Yeah, not the records, but you know Steve Spurrier is back with the Gators. Okay, he's not a coach. Yeah, yeah. he's just an ambassador. Yeah, his exactly. office, his office on campus. Okay, yeah, that's all I'm saying. I just need there to be a a, a, a formal um, admittance of guilt on, on the part of the university. You know what would be cool, and 
I, I might doubt Huggins would do this, but just, just a, a two-story target. No, <laughs> if if Huggins, when he finishes coaching, retires, came him. back to the University of Cincinnati as a fundraiser, I always wonder why some of these coaches then don't go into the fundraising role because makes sense. You know, a lot of them that's what they're good at. Yeah, they're good at. They have to raise. You know, Hugs. You know, raised a lot of money. Matter of fact. When I was at West Virginia last year and I went to a game and was visiting Huggins, I looked at their new facility, the new offices, their practice facility, and he raised the money himself okay. to have that built. So it was uh, it was raised by him. So they're, they're, I think by nature, basketball coaches are great fundraisers, and obviously they're great recruiters, so they've got a lot of built-in. Yeah, it's, it's the same thing. <laughs> pretty much. Basically, yeah. Yeah, I mean, that's a, that's a great transition for, I think, a lot of these coaches if they want to get into it. but. Uh-huh. But, but but back to the guys. The guys were in town. It was really good, I think, for a lot of the fans of UC basketball and UC sports in general to see guys like Kenyon Martin and DeMar back because uh, some of those guys haven't been back in so long. And one time, Glenn, we um, uh, we went out to, to the tailgate area, and Ken- okay. Kenyon and DeMar walked out. And a matter of fact, uh, Kevin Euclid was there with us that played for the Boston Red Sox yeah, yeah. Who, who, who played at uh, baseball at UC during the same time that I did. Sycamore High School graduate, okay. By the way, good friend of mine, and so he actually now works with the Cubs. Oh wow! Yeah, um, is that an Epstein move? I don't know. Oh okay. I didn't get to talk to him much about you know, Euclid was was, was um, known for getting walks. Yeah, he was the was he the, was he the I, Greek he was, was he the Greek god of walks? I don't, I don't know. No, they're 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 in Moneyball. They referred to a player as the Greek god of walks. I believe it, believe it was it was Kevin Euclid. Yeah, you have to research that one. Yeah, just just, just Google um, Greek God of Walks in your spare time. Uh, I I hope it's him. Let, let's hope so. Well, he was known for his uh, his thick goatee. Okay. Matter of fact, when he was at Boston, his goatee was was such a popular thing that he ended up shaving it for charity. So okay. he raised money and and shaved it for charity, whatever. So anyway, um, it's good to be back on uh, campus with my teammates. And good to see the UC Bearcat football team win. Back to a little bit more college football, Oregon. Oregon's coach after four seasons is probably going to get fired. Helfridge. And, yep. And the rumor is Chip Kelly could be in the running for that job. I don't know. We shall see. Be interesting. Yeah, I don't. That normally doesn't work. But but you have had certain instances when people have returned to to a job. I mean, well, I guess Louisville is doing it right now mm-hmm. with um, um, Bobby Petrino. But um, it's gonna be interesting because you know they built that program up, and, and now it's kind of weird. You know, they're they're switching uniforms every time. You know, every game, and, and that that is cool when you're winning. But when you you're not, it's kind of like the it opens you up for criticism. Yeah, it's, it's like the kid that that that's, that's dressing fresh every day, you know, at school, but getting D's. In fact, that was me. <laughs> that was me too. <laughs> that was us. Yeah. So so I don't um I don't know if Nike is feeling like yo this is a bad look because we're we're doing all this stuff and the team is like you know d- just losing on a weekly basis. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it's kind of it's kind of strange. Well, Notre Dame has told the fan base that Brian Kelly's job is safe okay. after seven seasons. They, they said that to Ty Willingham. Now we're going to transition into our theme. For this episode, we have the life of Earl 
Joseph Smith III, <laughs> a.k.a. J.R. Smith. Wow. Born in Freehold Borough, New Jersey. Okay. Have you ever heard of that? Nah. Born I'm afraid of New Jersey. A lot of people are. East Orange is is a war zone. Well, apparently there's a port in New Jersey. And because of this shipping port, it makes it extremely attractive for stolen cars because they're not stealing the car for anything, you know, like, like to have it themselves. They're putting it in a crate and sending it to like, you know, rogue countries throughout like Asia and Africa and Europe. And you just got like. You know, your car is gone. Like, we're not, we're not retrieving this joint. Right. It's in a box. It's on a box on a boat. In New Jersey, weren't they the uh, carjack capital? Oh, no doubt. Yeah. Like, like insurances wouldn't wouldn't um, wouldn't cover. Like, you couldn't get your, your car coverage. Like, Geico, I don't think, is is an insurance affiliate in, in the state <laughs> of New Jersey. Because it's not about, like I said, like every other place, if they steal your car, it's probably for, you know, I want to say their usage, but they've got to, you know, they, they can't dispose of it. So, like, like, there's a thing, like, DJ Envy was, like, somebody was, you know, trying to steal his car. And it's, like, you know, something, like, exotic, like a Lambo or something. And they was, uh-huh. like, after him on the highway because they, they know if they can get your car, they can move it for, like, whatever. So that might have been, like, a $50,000 lick. Yeah. Yeah. So it's, it's crazy. When I think of New Jersey, I think of naughty by nature. Yeah. Yeah, I do, too. Tretch is one of the slept-on rappers. Tretch define, defines um, um, black New Jersey. And, and white New Jersey is defined by the movie Garden State. A, a, a beautiful Never heard film. If you ever, oh, you got to check out Garden State with Zach Braff. What's it about? Zach Braff and Natalie Portman. Mm-hmm. Uh, just about, um, I forget what his deal is, but he's kind of like. You said it was a beautiful movie? It's a beautiful film, yeah. Okay. Yeah, ch- check out Garden State. I'm not I, really I, into beautiful films. I mean, it, it's uh, it, it, it's some adventure involved. It's um, the soundtrack is really really nice, featuring a song from the Shins. But the, yeah, the who? The Shins. Who are the Shins? They they had a, a, a real dope song in probably ten years ago. Ooh, it it, it actually made um, a McDonald's commercial. I might just go see it J- just because, for that moment. Just for that. Just for that moment. You you. you 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 definitely uh, concur with 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 all my opinions on 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 the film and the Shin song. Well, J.R. Smith was born September ninth, nineteen eighty five. He played high school basketball at St. Benedict's Prep in Newark, New Jersey. Okay. He signed a letter of intent to play for the University of North Carolina. Oh, really? Yes. McDonald's All American. So this is where things kind of changed up. He was a McDonald's All American. He scored twenty five points in the game and was named co MVP with Dwight Howard. Okay. So he decided to go straight to the league. That's right. Get that, get that money. Get that guap. Get that money, boy. Get that guap, man. Was selected 18th in the 2004 draft. By the Nuggets. By the Hornets. By the Hornets. Oh, okay. Yes. And he was. Did he play so, for the Hornets? Yeah. Okay. He did. He did. He played uh, two seasons. Okay. And, and, and keep in mind, that 2004 draft, there were nine players that entered that draft that year that were straight out of high school. Okay. So um, here's an interesting thing, too. His rookie year, he participated in the Sprite, the Sprite uh-huh. Rising Stars dunk competition. 
And I'm going to bring up Sprite for a particular reason. Okay. The mixtape Dirty Sprite. Man, we're, we're going there with Future and, and, and Scotty? Yes, sir. Oh, man. Scotty Pippen, you know, one of the top 50 players of all time, Chicago Bulls legend, recently announced that he's getting divorced from his wife. I don't know of how many years, but I think they've been married for a while. Got a weird name, too, right? Yeah, I'm not. I'm not sure of her name. Like, 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 like Lardo or something. L- Larda or something. This is weird. Yeah, I'm not even sure of it. But so, and the rumors are that Scotty's getting divorced with her because she's been creeping with, with future with, with that dirty sprite. <laughs> with that dirty sprite, man. That how crazy is that? That's just weird. Like, I don't, she, she was on that um, reality show. Which one? Oh shoot! Basketball wives, I, th- I believe. Okay, probably one of those like basketball wives of Atlanta. Or Dur- Dirty sprite wives. <laughs> Dirty sprite wives of Hollywood, <laughs> of, of, of Chicago. Yeah, that's that's just that's interesting. Yeah, I, I don't. I hope it's true. It's fun. I mean, I, I don't know. I don't. I don't like to applaud people's uh, um, divorces, but but as stories go, it's weird to have like that mixture of because those are distinctly different times like scotty pippen is a 90s hero future is kind of a, a hero of the 2010s mm-hmm. i mean like that's weird that like like a dude who you first you know the first time i heard the name scotty pippen is probably 87 88 and the first time I heard the name Future was probably 2009, 2010. Right. And that they can be on the same, same girl is kind of, you know, strange. No doubt. Then again, the girl, you know, his wife probably wasn't born until like 1988. So, you know, it's probably, I don't know, it's, it's just strange. Larsa Yonin is okay. her, Yonin is her uh, maiden name, obviously uh, Larsa Pippen. Uh-huh. Uh, wife of 19 years. She was 42. Oh, wow. Oh, wow. So, they wed 1997. How old is Future? Future's significantly younger, right? Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Oh, yeah. Future's definitely younger than in 42. She was on the Real Ho- uh, Housewives of Miami. Okay, so so Future's been with, with the current wife of Russell Wilson and the soon-to-be ex-wife of Scottie Pippen. As Fabulous once said in The Life is So Exciting, it's a small world, and girls make it even smaller. And he did not say girls. <laughs> but do you know it always it always comes back to the Kardashians? Oh, really? They've got a link to this as well? Yeah. Okay. Larsa, Larsa got her start with the reality shows through keeping up with the Kardashians. Oh, really? Yeah. Do people just want to be with women because they have a linkage to the Kardashians? I can find women off the street who are not off the street, literally the, the street, but I can go to a mall right now and find five women who are more attractive than the, the second and third prettiest Kardashian. <laughs> I mean, it's just not, it's just not amazing to say like Kim Kardashian is legit, you know, attractive and you know, you could argue whether or not she's as attractive as she once was at, at you know, we can argue about which particular incarnation of Kim Kardashian was most attractive, but Chloe and Courtney are above average looking, but you know, 
I mean, come on now. It's it's just like like people. It's almost like guys are 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 equally as starstruck as women are when it comes to like a celebrity, and that that that's disheartening. We can do better. Kendall Jenner is by far the best looking one of all of them. Yeah, but she's not a Kardashian. She she she's. She's. I put her in there, but yeah, I mean, yeah, 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 but, yeah. Well, she's well, she's a, a a for real model. Yeah, she she's she's now, and I mean, I guess you could go depending on on your preference and body type. You could argue Kim versus Kendall, and Kendall's significantly younger too. She's got like probably ten years younger than she's like twenty, I think. Yeah, she's like twenty, and, and Kim is what thirty one or something. Yeah, look so. at look at this picture that I googled okay. of Kendall Jenner. You see that one to highlight it? Yeah, yeah, I'm in favor of that one. Yes, yeah, that's why I highlighted it. Yeah. Like I said, she, she's. I mean, I, I, I read the fashion magazine, so I've, I've seen seen countless of pictures pictures of, of of Kendall Jenner just this past month. Well, hey, back to J.R. Smith. He spent two seasons with the Hornets and was traded to the Denver Nuggets. That's what I remember. Yep. I remember he had these Adidas in, in the slam dunk contest. Well, the funny thing about J.R. Smith is he he became known for just wearing random shoes. Okay, he was rocking Air Force Ones. In games, that that's got to be difficult. I could see um, Sheed doing it because Rashid Watts kind of made a. But his a, game was yeah. It was like he was, he was you know quick action. He was he got to the point where he was basically a a, a post up player, a spot up shooter. But I mean, whatever, whatever. If you if you can, if no one in in nineteen eighty three was complaining about those Air Force. Well, I have a I have a J.R. Smith story. Okay, so this was um, some years ago now. What but J.R. Smith was playing for the Nuggets, uh-huh. and I flew to Portland, and I went to the Portland Denver game. And that's when Damian Lillard first first had a beat. No, that's you. that's not that's not where Damian the, Lillard was was a ball boy, and 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 you. <laughs> yeah, if if you missed last episode, go go back and listen to that with, with my beef with uh, Damian Lillard, episode ten, He's which got which, a, Got a, a standing beef, which we're gonna get resolved. I'm gonna see him again, and we're gonna figure this thing out. I want you to get have a card, give him a, 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 like a I'm sorry card. <laughs> we're go, we're gonna figure this out. But so uh, um, I fly to Portland. I'm visiting some friends, Jamal Lucas, uh, Gentry Humphrey, who both work for the Brand Jordan Company, and Nike is located in Portland. And, and so so we decide to go to the, the Nuggets. Uh, uh, Portland game because it started because Kenyon Martin and James White, two Cincinnati Bearcats, were playing with uh, Denver. Okay. So we actually get floor seats. That's what's up. And we are actually right next to the Denver bench. And I'm sitting, and, and my buddy Matt is next to me, and we are sitting so close to the Denver bench. I mean, Matt literally knee is hitting the last guy at the end of the bench for Denver. And so at first it was James White. He was the last guy at the end. So James and I are talking, you know, while the game's going on. Flight White. Flight White. So then things kind of, you know, guys go in and out, blah, blah, blah. J.R. Smith ends up sitting in that last seat. And all of us, there were four of us there, and all four of us had on these bracelets. So Gentry Humphrey worked for Brand Jordan, his wife used to make these um, beaded bracelets. And they were the the black beaded bracelets. You saw uh, Michael Jordan warm, Jay-Z warm. Okay. She was one of the first people to make those. So okay, she, she, 
She gave him the Jordan. He said beat it at first. I was like, Michael Jackson beat no, it? No, no, no. Beat, beat it. B-E-A-D-E-D. Right. It was okay. like that black onyx. Yeah, okay. Beat. So so it was really hot. Jay-Z was on his Blueprint 3 tour, and he's wearing it, and um, Michael Jordan's wearing it. He's he's seen in like some commercials wearing it. So it's a pretty popular thing at the time. So okay. Gentry gave us all bracelets for gifts. Okay. So we're all there wearing them. So J.R. Smith is sitting at the end of the bench, and the game's going on. So the game's going on, on the other side of the court, and he's just looking at us. Looking at that bracelet. He was looking at that bracelet. Boy. And so he looks at my buddy Matt, and my buddy Matt's, what, what do you say, he's five? Around six, seven, six, eight. Matt, Matt's a, <laughs> a, a, a Matt. tall dude. Been, been, uh, never played, played um, um, no, Matt, Matt, Matt's five, four. Yeah, Matt. Matt's a little. Matt's a really little guy. And how dare you? So, J.R. Smith is like looking at him, and J.R. Smith goes, "Let me get that bracelet, <laughs> boss." So, so Matt, Matt like scoots closer to me, and he hits me. He's like, "Man, he's trying to get my bracelet. What do I do?" Yeah, I'm like, "Tell him no." And so Matt's like, "Yeah, it was it was a gift or whatever." So J.R. Smith stared at us okay. the entire time, like. I need that bracelet. Like it wasn't like, hey, can I buy one? Yeah. Can we trade up something? It was, I'm gonna get that bracelet. Yeah. Give me that bracelet. The whole game. The whole bracelet. The whole time. That it, 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 the whole time. And That's we, all you want. You could have. You could have made it. Made a deal with Jr. He didn't ask me. But I'm saying Matt could have could have finagled that into something. Say, look, look, dog, I got this from. What are you? That, gonna, that, what, what's he gonna get from Jr. Smith? That, well, but I would say I got this from the head of of Jordan Brand's wife, so they're gonna look at me salty if 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 I but said I can get you one. Give me your info and we hook it up. It's the beginning of a relationship. Me and Jr. Smith, we chilling like that. But Matt was scared. Matt, you can't be you can't be scared <laughs> of Jr. Well, sitting next to Jr. was Birdman. Okay. And that and, that may have been the most tattoos in, in in two seats possible. And Kenyon was on that team. Yeah, that that was a tatted up team. Did you ever see J.R. Smith? I, I, I assume his ex girlfriend, but she had the most tattoos of, of any attractive woman I've ever seen. No. Yeah, if you you Google J.R. Smith's girlfriend tattoos sometime, and like. Cold blooded chick, but man, she was tatted up. She was she she was. It was crazy because, like, you know, with 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 women, I'm I'm always kind of like not really big on the tattoos until you go so much that it becomes like a sleeve, and then it's like it almost becomes like you're a, you're a panther or something. Yeah, she. she yeah, I, I just googled that. Yeah, holy moly, that's yeah, crazy. It's crazy, right? And she's a good looking girl. That's what I'm saying. But, but yeah, she 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 was. That can't be real. It's almost it's, it's almost like um, this is her with a. A bikini on, like That's crazy, like like the um, like sideshow level <laughs> tattoo game. Yeah, that's. But that was his girl. I mean, you could just imagine just just them kicking it. You know what I'm saying? Him with his shirt off as he normally does, and and, and her just with like a tank top on walking down the street. That's that's a crazy sight. Yeah, Th- that's that that is why people are voting for Trump. <laughs> well, so. Uh, so when he got to the the Nuggets, when J.R. Smith was with the Nuggets, in 2006, he was involved in a brawl. In a melee. With the Knicks. Do you remember that fight? Nah. That was a funny fight because 
J.R. Smith was coming down on a fast break, and it was the game was out of hand. It was kind of getting towards the end, and he's going up, and he gets fouled pretty hard. So he kind of kind of jumps up, and I, I forget the guy from the Knicks that fouled him, but Nate Robinson, okay, like jumps in between, and Nate Robinson like pushes J.R. Smith. By the way, Nate Robinson would is would probably be in the top ten of NBA dudes fighting. <laughs> Nate, Nate Robinson might be five now, but Nate, he doesn't care. Well, Nate Robinson played played football. Like he, Nate Robinson, legit could have been a first, second round round um, NFL pick. So mm-hmm. Nate, Nate Robinson ain't, ain't no punk. Like if they just had fights. I, I would love to see um, a five nine Nate Robinson fight somebody. You know, bigger than big, him. Well, just big to like you know one of the people who could really you know know known for going. Mm-hmm. See see if David West wants anything with with with, with Nate Robinson next. What? Well, Nate Robinson pushes J.R. Smith, and then Carmelo comes in, and Carmelo just mean mugs Nate and, and pushes him. And this then, was Carmelo still at the 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 Nuggets. The Nuggets, okay. correct, yeah. correct. So it's yep. So it's uh, it's Carmelo and J.R. are kind of going back and forth with a lot of the Knicks, which is ironic because both J.R. Smith and Carmelo end up being teammates on the Knicks. Yeah. So uh, it's a I, lot of tattoos in this mix too. <laughs> So tattoo on tattoo violence. So so uh, Carmelo ends up swinging on somebody from the Knicks, and he just like connects. I'm not sure who he hit, but he he connected pretty hard. It wasn't Nate Robinson. I tell it you wasn't. Much. <laughs> Carmelo backpedaled. Okay, to about half court. Okay, and then the Knicks got loose and were running after him, and he backpedaled like all the way back to the locker room. You don't remember that fight? No, I don't think so. That was a good. I think, one. I think was, people, no, I don't. I don't. I it was just, no. It was more funny. Yeah. It was more funny because okay, you got Nate Robinson who's basically being like scrappy dude. Yeah, yeah. And then you got how dare you? You got Carmelo who's backpedaling. They want to. Chris Charles <laughs> wasn't on that team, was he? <laughs> Chris Charles throw at you. Then he it, when he wanted to stole Kobe. Yeah, he yeah. Hit Kobe in the jaw. But <laughs> but part Charles. of the problem with that one was Kobe didn't even it didn't even like phase him. Yeah. Yeah. So so oh, it never phases you. <laughs> But that brawl, that brawl was that brawl was funny. Speaking of brawls, uh-huh. did you see that Bernard Hopkins is going to fight in December at age fifty-one? Okay, he's saying this is his last fight. <laughs> oh, okay. whoa, whoa. He turns he turns fifty-two in January. Okay, well just wait, just wait till till January. I was like, I saw him on uh, Sports Center getting interviewed okay. uh, today, and I said, uh, I mean, but I'll give it to Bernard Hopkins. Like that's what he does. Like he's not. And Bernard Hopkins was like in prison until like twenty seven, so he's kind of like he he gets like seven extra years that, right, more than right. anybody else to to fight. But but even st- I me mean, still past the the expiration date. If you're going at fifty two, yeah, no no doubt about it. Because if he wins, he ain't stopping. <laughs> no, yo, if he wins that, he's gonna want to fight one more time. No doubt. What's the deal though? Like, because he's made enough money, and I heard Bernard Hopkins is is, is super cheap. Like, like that's his thing. Like, he's he's about being cheap. Like, he hires his own trainers and and just like, like, you know, appreciates the value of a dollar. So I'm like, at a certain point, like, dude, you didn't had you know, at least five million dollar paydays. Like, like how you know what I'm saying? Like, like, like real pay per view fights. Right. So I would imagine he's got at least fifty million. I mean, you've gotten enough that you shouldn't be fighting at fifty two. Like, what's the point? It's probably ego. Well, you know he's he's doing promotion with Golden Boy Promotions okay. and uh, Oscar De La Hoya, and he's also doing. Um, 
I don't know if he's doing it with HBO or who he's doing it with, but he's doing boxing um, analyst work. So Delahoy ain't, ain't fifty two. No, no, yeah, that's what I'm saying. Delahoy no. not, not forty five. Yeah, he's he's yeah. mid forties at, at best. Yeah. Well, speaking of fifties, uh, when J.R. Smith was with uh, when he was with the Nuggets, George Carl was his coach, and and George Carl got really pissed at him after a game and, and what happened was this this is where this is the point where jr started kind of getting into like people knew he was a little bit crazy but <laughs> it, it really became official when i guess george carl drew up a play and that's when they had ai okay, okay. Oh, that was that was yeah that, that that was the official wildest team ever ever because you had ai carmelo yes birdman <laughs> and jr smith and kenya martin and so Carl drew up a play that was supposed to go to AI, which then led to Carmelo getting a shot if things broke down. Uh-huh. And what did J.R. Smith do? He took that shot. 50-feet shot. And, and George Carl's <laughs> comment after the game was, he's done. I have no idea what planet he came from. You got to shoot your shot. 50 feet. You remember you 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 miss a hundred percent of the shots you don't take in life. Because that was that was kind of the 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 start of hey, people really noticed his his bizarre behavior and just just how he was. That being said, he's going to end up playing more years in the league for someone of his 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 character type than than basically anybody. If you take a player that that J.R. Smith has probably never been an All Star. Who else has been that big of a wild card that's, that's, that's had so many bizarre incidents that's able to, you know, stick around the league for, gee, what are we on now? 12 seasons? Yeah. I mean, it just gets to be crazy, you know what yeah. I'm saying? Yeah. Like, well, you think of, like, other other bizarre players, like your, your Gilbert Arenas is who, who who's in the news today because he says after this contract is done – that he, you know, he's still getting paid yeah. out. So when this contract was done, he he you have to take his kids out of the ninety one thousand dollar private school because it's just like, uh, haven't you been? So you you just spend the money. It's like your paycheck when you're 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 you know, your first job when you're seventeen. Like that's how these cats are spending their money. Like yeah, I got um two hundred fifty dollars this check and bought a couple of shoes and I've got wait till I get my two hundred fifty dollars. Like that's not how it should work. I got a Gilbert Arenas story. Gilbert Gilbert Arenas has been crazy for a long time, but a friend of mine played with him at Arizona. Okay. And the story goes, Gilbert was so wild, and he felt like he could do whatever he wanted. Hibachi. He parked, he parked his car. He had a some kind of like SUV. I don't know, I don't know if it was an uh, Escalade or whatever. Uh-huh. And he parked it on campus, took, to, took a picture on campus, broad daylight, with people walking through campus, him sitting on the front of the car with two guns. That's right. Let them know. <laughs> and so, so, so my buddy. Told it's a me, concealed and carry state. There's nothing wrong with that. <laughs> what what what's your problem, Second Amendment lovers? <laughs> That's right. <laughs> Suddenly, with a with a black man on a, on a, with his shirt off on a, on an SUV. Now the NRA ain't protected it, are they? Do you remember in 2011, NBA had the lockout season? Yeah. So Jared Smith went over to play for the 
I don't know if I'm pronouncing this right, but the Xinjiang uh, Golden Bulls. Okay. Yeah, I'm, I don't know if I'm pronouncing that right or whatever. But so I, I want to now segue into a little bit of NBA talk because we're we're right there, preseason's ending. It's time to start the NBA Eastern Conference. Recently looked at Sports Illustrated's rankings okay. of the Eastern Conference. Obviously, the Cavs are at number one. The Boston Celtics are at number two. Raptors, Drake's Raptors are at three. The Pistons are at four. And the Charlotte Hornets are at five. What are your thoughts on that? Oh, well, Did they get that right? That sounds about right. What's really interesting about the Celtics is people think that Brad Stevens is such a good coach that they are essentially higher ranked than what their talent would dictate. Like they've got Al Horford uh-huh. and that, you know, that, that's a big move, but it's not like Al Horford is a, is a, is a, uh, a league shifting talent. It's not like you got Durant, you know what I'm saying? Right. So good, good player though. Very yeah, good, good, player. good player. Solid. You know what I'm saying? Perennial all-star, but, but, um, you know, but he's, he's in that lesser tier of all-star kind of like, um, you know, if you were to get a, a healthy Chris Bosh or somebody, but they believe that we will never see another healthy Chris Chris Bosh. That, that that's that's a sad story. That is, but yeah, but like, well, he he married a uh, Chris Bosh ended up marrying a dance team girl from the University of Cincinnati. But go ahead. Oh, okay. Yep. Yeah, but I just don't see like Boston. It's not. I don't feel they're they're as talented as that 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 ranking. But apparently. You know, pe- people see them as being um, the second best team in, in the East. And I mean, you know, I'd much rather have Toronto's talent than, than Boston's. But you know, that's why Brad Stevens is, is who he is. But the East should be a cakewalk. Oh, no, no doubt about it. I'm a Brad Stevens fan. I've been a fan of his for a long time. Matter of fact, when I was in the the, I'm still in the AAU basketball world. But when I was initially in it, he was basically getting cups of coffee for head coaches. Okay. When he was, you know, just basically a director of basketball operations, uh-huh. he was just walking around holding coaches' papers, and to see him where he's at today, and they were they were they were talking talking down to him. Oh yeah, go get my coffee, boy. It, it, speaking of your Raptors, Drake's Raptors, yeah, Drake's new song, Drake's letting letting them hands go once again. He's going at Pusha T. Now, now, okay, he went at Kid. Cuddy too, but Kid Cuddy's in rehab right now, so yeah. we'll 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 push that. But whatever, going at Pusha T. What what do you think that is he? I'm, I'm hope I'm hoping I'm hoping it, it goes there. Well, here's something with Drake. I will say, Drake Drake, Drake knows, ain't letting these, these, these MS slide. That, that's that's what you need to well, know about what, Drake. Well, I will say this: he is strategic with who he goes at. I feel like when he does something like this, he knows something or he has something up his sleeve. Like, you just don't go at Pusha T. Pusha started it. Yeah, but he's always kind of – yeah, he has. I, I, I agree with that. That goes back to that goes back to Lil Wayne when Pusha was going at Lil Wayne okay. years, years ago. Oh, okay. He was really going at Lil Wayne. Yeah, yeah. But, yeah, I, I feel like he's like, – like most people are going to tell you, like Clark Kent, DJ Clark Kent, the famous DJ Clark Kent, Said that Pusha Pusha T said on somebody said on Twitter that that Clark Kent said Pusha T's got some some stuff ready for him. Okay. What what are you? I'm 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 excited about that. That'd be a good one. Well, 
we thought that uh, the thing about Drake is when he comes at it, it's such a pure like the stuff he's saying is like yeah, like 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 you can't really you can't really deny what he's talking about. You know what I'm saying? So I mean, I listened to both songs, and off the strength of that, I'd give. Drake Drake got the ten nine first round round score. The, the thing about the thing about Drake that's that makes it tough with him is he will his formula is different than what it's been in the past as far as hip hop beefs. He will make a diss song that appears on the charts, that appears on radio, and is banging in the club. Yeah, and most people can't do that. Yeah, well, it's just it, it's it's just a uh, it's just a cool song like and. I think the thing that 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 you're talking about the new one, the, the yeah. two birds and him. Well, because like stone. like obviously he did have a whole bunch of time to to write the diss record. You know what I'm saying? Like like Push's record came out maybe like four days ago, and like Drake's record came out yesterday. So for you to have a better, you know, I mean it's arguable. I mean, like neither one of them is like like the coldest song ever, but. But usually the first disc. That's a solid. Like that. That's a solid response. Considering, I would agree. I like the beat. Yeah, I like the beat too. And so, I mean, what I like about this is that that this pusher is someone who is by most people considered a, a top ten rapper right now, and, and, and been in the game for a while. And someone who you think that people be like. Oh, I don't want to. I don't want to me- mess me- with me- him. Like, 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 like. That's a real someone could go, and it's not like yeah. it's not like, um, like Meek was somebody who people people like this style, and you kind of like have a, a segment of the population that felt like, oh yeah, Meek's cold, but like not everybody like Meek, but like everybody right. hip hop purist alike will will give up. Like, okay, push it. Like, 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 like that cat is special. Yeah, and and. Like I, I, I want to see it go down because Drake defeats Pusha T. You you almost gotta you you gotta start start looking at the Mount Rushmore of the game, and 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 we're still he's still in his prime. Yeah, we're gonna see. Yeah, usually those first disc records are some guys don't put all their stuff out there. Well, it was always like these are warm ups. Yeah, this this is just he says something slick about Drake, and and Drake says something slick back, and I and I like. The Jay Z approach of when you diss somebody, you diss them in, in combo because it's almost like saying you're not even deserving of, of yeah. a single song. <laughs> you only get a half of them. Yeah, half a bar. So, so back to the Eastern. Don't bark up that tree. <laughs> that tree will fall on you. Back to the Eastern Conference. Dead last, Brooklyn Nets. As we talk about Jay Z, speaking, speaking, speaking of, of Hova. Hey man, if they go zero and eighty two, <laughs> what was his line? Look at you like. Yeah, it's just 76ers are second to last. Will, will Ben Simmons pan out to be the player that people are people are thinking he's going to be? And some say that this injury, he's never going to recover. I, I've seen people talking about this. They said he'll never recover from this. It'll be a Derrick Rose-type situation. Do you believe that? No, I don't believe that. I don't either. And, and his game is not super athletic anyway, unlike Derrick Rose's right. game depended – purely on him being basically um a Russell Westbrook caliber athlete. But um I love what the Sixers done. Like I don't like like I don't know if anybody's taking the time to read the um uh, the manifesto of their um 
of the departing GM, which right. they, which they basically forced him him to to leave. But like I, I would suggest that just as 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 a, a as a, a a human being looking to improve your life, you need to read the the what was his name um um the manifesto of um I forget his name he's got got a got a um. Uh, odd name Hinky Sam Hinky, the 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 Sam Hinky manifesto is, is, is mandatory reading. In fact, we have a no further comments book club. <laughs> I, I, I would suggest <laughs> everyone. I might have to post up that document as, as a as a social media link because he's breaking down. It's kind of what you do when you have, like he was saying, there is a limited amount of wins. And there's a zero growth industry in the NBA. There is 82 wins every single year for every single team. Mm -hmm. That's how many is available. That pot is not expanding. No team could ever go 83 and 0. Mm -hmm. So essentially, you're always going to have as many teams. You know, I mean, it's, it's you know, it's obvious what I'm stating. For every win, there's a loss. So the average is 44. Or, or 41 for any team. Alex's number, ladies and gentlemen, 41. That's right. So how do you – in uh, Also it, Sam Perkins. Go ahead. Yeah, the big smooth. But in any given time – And Glenn Rice. How do you improve upon your fortunes as as an NBA team? And basically, he was saying that you have to basically – basically, you have to give up wins to get wins. And saying how, you know, comparing it to – to stocks and you know different mm-hmm. companies and different psychological theories and saying that in order to get more than your share, you have to a do something different from than what the crowd is doing and b upon doing something the thing you do different has to be correct. And he was just breaking down like how you know these teams have built dynasties like like the um, the Spurs were looking to get um, Lamarcus Aldridge like four years in advance of his contract coming up. So they, they intended to have cap space coming up and said, that's the type of forward thinking you need to do in order to become a dominant team. And it was just, it was just jewel after jewel. He mm-hmm. was just dropping gems, almost like push T in the drug game. He was, he was breaking down, breaking down that, that, that general manager game. It's a shame they forced him out because the problem was just the optics of them losing every year. But, but he mm-hmm. would, it's really brilliant, and and the Sixers are probably going to be a good team in the next three or four years, and it's going to be because of the groundwork that, that Sam Hinkie laid, and and people like me will give him credit, even if the world may not. He's got a fan in you. Big time. Re- read that manifesto, people. It, it'll improve. It'll improve your financial. No need to. Like, you like, broke it down, man. I, I'm I'm doing it uh, injustice. People don't understand how, how things work. You, you got you got to give to get. Well, my Chicago Bulls. Yeah. Sports Illustrated has them ranked tenth out of fifteen in the Eastern Conference. Wow, tenth? Yeah, tenth. So they're saying they're not even gonna make the playoffs. They have them below the with, Knicks with Wade and Butler. The Wizards. Yeah. Yep. I don't think so. That that seems. I don't know. Actually, you know what? I take that back. They have the Bulls 11th. Okay. I'm looking at it. They have the Bucks at 10 and the Bulls at 11. That seems extreme. 
I'd love to put some money against that that move. I, they're, they're making the playoffs. Come on. I would think so. They made the playoffs last year, right? Yeah. With a worse team, right? I trade Noah for Wade. Yeah. Yep. So there you have it. Yeah. Yep. Well, looking at the Western Conference, you have the Warriors at one, the Spurs at two, Clippers at three, Trailblazers at four, and the Thunder at five. Okay. What do you think about that list? Sounds about right. Who do they have two? Uh, Spurs. Spurs. Okay, yeah, that, yep. that, 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 that's why. Clippers at three, Trailblazers at four. Clippers are never going to do it. Doesn't seem like it. Yeah. As as much as I want them to sometimes. Yeah, because you're Chris Paul connect, you're yeah. Jordan. But I don't know. It just doesn't sound they they sound they have a, some character flaw, and I can't I can't um, you know I know I know Chris Paul is your boy, but but he's always yelling at people. <laughs> <laughs> Chris Paul's on on court persona doesn't doesn't say I get matches with his off court persona. Where the where the T Wolves on the I'd, list? I'd agree with that. The Timberwolves are at nine. I think the Timberwolves are gonna be be the the big. You think the that's the sleeper because they have a real coach now. Tom Thibodeau can coach uh, absolutely, and, and Tom Thibodeau is gonna get get those cats to play defense. And you're you're gonna I think you're gonna see a, a real rise in that team. And speaking of defense, the Rockets are at eight, or should I say, no defense? Yeah, that that's going to be interesting. That 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 at least is fun. That that might be a team. Um, I might have to get get. I always say I'm going to get league pass. I never do. Uh huh. Because so many games are just on, and, and nowadays I don't know how much people watch any full NBA game, but it's it's going to be really interesting. Like like this season seems like it has just a lot of. The the thing I like about the league now, and I, I'm I'm I wish that Durant would have went on a team in which he could be a, a the clear alpha dog, but like apparently that that's not his bag. Mm-hmm. But you, I'm glad that at least his departure, you you now give Russell Westbrook his own team, right? And that's gonna be fun. And then you know, like you have teams in which you know the the like Andrew Wiggins and Carl Anthony Towns aren't taking anything away from each other. Right. Uh, Chris Paul and Blake Griffin don't take anything away from each other. So you're, you're kind of getting, you know, some situations where people can have these epic years. And James Harden is, is Harden and Westbrook are, are just poised to just do some craziness on a, on a nightly basis. I think Towns is going to be a great pro. Yeah. I mean, it, it's, it's a real argument right now that Towns might be, have surpassed um, Anthony Johnson. Is, I mean, uh, Davis. Anthony Davis is the player with the most um, upside. Well, I, I don't know if you saw the video clips of Towns working out for the NBA draft and yeah, the things they put him off the hook. It was crazy. Yeah. For him being that big, doing dribbling drills, and for, for me, having worked with a lot of players and, and taught dribbling and, and footwork drills, for him to be that big, have that size shoe, and move like that and do those things, it's crazy. Yeah, because he doesn't look athletic. Not at all. And that's what's weird. It's weird how some people just their like stature doesn't make them look like they're you know like Anthony Davis looks like 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 okay this is a, a straight up athlete. And Carl Anthony Towns kind of has like like high shoulders, kind of like how Kevin McHale like like right. didn't look like he was like an athlete, and then you get on the floor and you just like man if you can do that then then then, then all bets are off. How many how many points do you think James Harden will average this year? Being that. 30 he's plus. not gonna. He's not gonna play defense. He hasn't played defense in the past. Now he probably doesn't even have to play 
defense at all. I don't want to be stupid, but uh, but I think thirty three sounds sounds about right. I mean, you hate to be like, oh, you know, like someone averaged twenty seven points, and now oh, they're going to average forty eight. Right, know, right. You know, so, do you think he leads? He leads the league in scoring. Yeah, I think so. Okay, who would you say second? Would you go with Westbrook? Westbrook okay, yeah. I'd agree with that. Speaking of Harden, his shoes that he's wearing this year, I saw them. were designed by Kanye West. Is that right? No, I, I heard he was going to design, but he, he didn't. He, I don't think he designed those. Okay, now, but I, I saw a, a picture of them yesterday. I drew a picture of them yesterday. Did you? Yeah. So, so who who did? I mean, those are Adidas, right? Yeah, yeah. Okay. I mean, I, I don't, I don't think it's one one of their probably one of the designers that they they poached from Nike a couple years back. But but, but Kanye was originally going to do. No, I think he's in talks to design future pairs. Okay. Yeah, but they're not bad. They 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 remind me probably too much of a, a pair of McGrady's that mm-hmm. they had uh you know a few years back. So that's kind of, mm, but. They're cool. Adidas is really weird now with a lot of their basketball shoes because they're not like um, they're not they don't have like a typical a standard tongue. They're kind of like um, like slip on in which they're already formed and you mm-hmm. just slip your foot in and you just just tighten them up. And I don't know if I necessarily like that as far as like just just rocking shoes on the casual. Like you know you often have like you know jogging pants or your your jean cuff will fit inside the tongue. Like, 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 like the late great Jam Master Jay would, would would rock. So it's gonna be interesting, but it's not not a bad not a bad design, not not a great design. But I really like Harden just because he has a signature look, and you know, much, much with, yeah, with Kobe's hair. Yeah, I, I, I appreciate that James Harden came with a signature look, and I hope he never never gives that up. Hope he doesn't like. Oh, I don't think he will. Hope he doesn't change his number to 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 twenty six and, and and gets a standard cut after after his um uh, his um uh, problematic trial in Colorado in, in mid career. Don't don't do that when when James. Did you see that uh, Kevin Durant was at the Kanye West concert? Yeah, I'm wondering is Oakland have a a negative effect on on Kevin Durant because he, he he's finally gonna be in a city with black people. <laughs> Oklahoma City essentially had had the Thunder and that was it. The 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 uh-huh. ten so guys you, on the Thunder. So you're saying he's gonna start wilding out? There that the, I'm open for that possibility. Does that help him on the court? Uh, I don't think so. Do we need a wilding out? Kevin Durant on the basketball court. We we needed that, but I don't think think going to this situation he can do that. Well, you don't go from Russell Westbrook to now actually a better teammate in Steph Curry and better teammates in the the collective that is Golden State and think that you're going to be suddenly a more selfish player. You you need now here here's the deal. Imagine if he went to a Rockets team devoid of James Harden and enter Kevin Durant. Now that that that's a, a recipe for for a scoring title right there. Yeah. But I mean, I just, I, what bothers me is now we're to the point now in which he's too old to for the fun. Now you've got to get get to to scoring, you know, right to to winning titles and add some hardware. But like always, like when you know, Jordan first came in the league. 
there was no expectation of Michael Jordan to win a title in your first four years. We just want to see gradual improvement every year. But in the meantime, you can, you know, put up highlights. You can go for self and you can have like those epic moments to be like, oh, yeah. We know Jordan went, went competing with, with Bird or Magic in like 1985. But but it's just dope looking at this dude just just, just – Go ham! It's like right. okay, the only the only way they can compete is for Jordan to score fifty tonight, and Jordan's gonna do it. Yeah, and, and, go, and dribble between your legs six times in the gardens. Exactly, and 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 just do do something fly. And Kevin Durant had that opportunity in the initial years with with I guess the Sonics for the one year, but but certainly after that, once he was a legitimate star, and he never would go ham, and that that's like regretful because you know like Russell Westbrook can do that this year and he won't be charged negatively for it because like okay well this is your 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 best player and your best scoring option by far so do what you do well you said Russell yeah Russell ain't the only Russell Russell Crowe oh I thought you got go with D'Angelo Russell Russell Crowe recently had a uh, little issue he had a party Mm-hmm. And he invited the RZA from Wu- from the Wu Tang Clan, okay, to his party, and the RZA's plus one is Azealia Banks, okay. And apparently, I don't know if she was drinking too much, but she started wiling out and going crazy. And I guess she had her maybe it was her wine glass, and she was using that, and saying she was going to cut someone, and then she apparently spit on somebody, and oh, wow. then she accuses Russell Crowe of throwing her out of the the hotel room, okay. And calling her the N word, okay. which RZA says did not happen, and he backs Russell Crowe. Okay, just a crazy situation. Was the N word nasty? Because that other debate, they, yeah, man, I don't know. Well, first of all, he if, called her the African American. Oh wow! <laughs> if, if from you the, have a, from the inner city, if you have a plus one, why are you inviting me there? Your back. Why time? is that your plus one? Like are That's they dating? The best- I, you know, it, it was probably this. I think Rus- uh, the RZA was was doing some scoring for a Russell Crowe film, and maybe maybe uh, Azalea's doing a song, and okay. you know he could have been working with her in a studio okay. and said, "Come to the thing." Yeah, I don't. I, there seemed to be some kind of linkage through music. Okay, I don't think he was he's dating because he was quick to take Russell Crowe's yeah, side. Yeah, you wouldn't do that if that was your girl, right? No well, doubt. Maybe he's just he just he, that's just the type of the boyfriend he is. He ain't he's he ain't like, on look, it. look, honey. <laughs> yeah, I'm rolling look, with Russell Crowe. Yeah, you you messing with the paper. But um yeah. Don't come to somebody's party and throw drinks and threaten to, to cut people. That's not a good idea. Well she just well, seems she seems off the chain. Oh yeah. No, her her songs on YouTube are just ridiculous. Okay. But well, as I said before, Russell ain't the only Russell. That kind of brings me back to Kanye West. Throwing a little, throwing some shots at Jay Z. Yeah, he, he 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 should stop that. Well, what's the deal? He he's saying that that Jay didn't visit him after the um, the Kim Kardashian robbery, and I don't know. I mean, my theory. Now he is, said he called, right? Yeah, he called, but he didn't visit. So like I said, do they live close to one another? I mean, I don't I don't know how much. They both much, live in L.A. now. Yeah, I don't know how much I would. Um, consider that some sort of a, a a a friend faux pas. Like when you know things happen to my friends, I don't visit their house. I normally just call and check up on them. You know what I mean? Yeah. 
like you know people you know who who's who have friends that pass away or parents or whatnot like i don't i don't so often go to you know visit their home and stuff but i think kids down i think beyonce just ain't ain't, ain't, ain't digging kim yeah and we've heard those rumors. yeah and, well their brands aren't really compatible right so i mean that it does make sense in a way like jay-z and kanye have a brand that can fit fit nicely neatly with one another and kim and beyonce don't and it's weird because the robbery, I think, in a lot of people's minds, people don't see Kim Kardashian as like a real person. Mm-hmm. And people see Beyonce as a real person. So when something happens negative to Kim Kardashian, they don't look at it as they don't feel the uh, the level of sympathy that I think that people feel towards most people. You mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? And that that's. That's odd, and I, I I feel often feel bad because people like talk crazy about her, and I'm always like, well, what do you care? Like, she doesn't have a talent. And I'm like, well, that's neither here nor there. She's she's making money. She's making money. Yeah, like 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 we should all be so talentless that we can bring in the bank that Kim Kardashian does, and I'm like, like, and they're not just saying like it's one thing to say. I don't particularly care for. I don't see what what she does that's viable. Fine, but why are you? Why do you care enough to have an opinion on it? You know what I'm saying, or or, or care enough to to be you know to to mostly be like I don't I don't like her. I don't I don't I don't care too much for it. like you know what I'm saying. It's, it's one of those things that you can just say I'm not really into. I don't watch the show, but whatever. You know what I'm saying. Because their kids don't even play together, as he said. Yeah, and a, and a friend of mine was saying that uh, she was saying like. That's when you know it's serious when you don't let your kids play with somebody. And I'm like, yeah. So you think that's a Beyonce thing? Probably. And like I said, and I, well, that's what bothers me about Kanye because I'm like, what you gonna say if like your your girl ain't feeling like you can't? You know what I'm saying? Like I can't go against my my wife. Right. So it's just like, yo, like I called you, bruh. You know what I'm saying? Like, was Beyonce supposed to call Kim? Right. You know what I'm saying? It's like like. Like, come on. Like, and, and we're adults. Like, like, why do you care so much about, first of all, that, like, look, even if you're salty about it, do you got to put that out there in public? You know what I'm saying? Like, that's, that's, if, if I got a problem with, with Alex, which I have several. <laughs> I'm, you, you don't have to bring those up today. You right? won't hear it on, you yeah, won't yeah, hear it on, on the yeah. No Further Comments yeah. podcast. Yeah. I mean, it's just crazy. Like, like, I, so, I mean, I, I guess if, if there's a side to be taken, I'm on Jay Z side, but then again, I've yet to see a situation of which Jay Z side I, 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 I'm not going to take. Do you think that this is by any ways a way to venture in to watch the throne too, to create the hype for that? Not that it necessarily needs any hype because you've got two superstars, mm-hmm. but with you know, I, I've heard that Drake and Kanye were going to do a joint album. Okay, I don't, I don't know if that's you know, in the works or is done or, or if it's just rumor, but the watch the throne, I've heard that the watch the throne too. I've heard, that, I've heard they have songs recorded already. Okay. I think they're got, they'll just make up. I, I, I think what Kanye has done is that in order to be the artist that he wants to be, I think he feels that he has to give into his emotions mm-hmm. while Jay-Z has always been like stoic and his like brand is being cool Right. Kanye's brand is kind of like being 
spontaneous and saying what you feel in the moment. And I think he feels on some level that's how he creates his best art. So that's what he's doing. And it probably is good for the art, but it creates all these PR situations that people yeah. are just like, dude, and it's kind of like there's got to be a way, I guess, that, that I would prefer that you do that in a manner that didn't like like hurt, quote unquote, the team. But I mean, but, you know, like I said, I'm a Kanye fan. You know, I'm a Jay-Z fan. I believe they'll, they'll you know, they'll they'll chop it up. Because ultimately. Well, they have too many friends in common. Yeah. And, and, you, and my thing is you go on people's intent. Like, you know that, 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 yeah, that Jay-Z yeah. don't want no bad to come for Kanye. So just knowing that, you know what I'm saying? And I mean, I get it when it's your wife and it probably hurts you if, you know, like, because, you know, that would hurt me if, like, my friend didn't, didn't like my girl or whatever. But like I said, my best friend did like my ex-girlfriend. So, you know, there there, there is that. But you know what I'm saying? I, I, I didn't diss him. You should have. Oh, no. She she had enough issues that, 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 that wore it. Cause they used to so be he on, was right. Well, they used to be on the same bus sometimes, and she and like she knows same bus meaning yeah they would the ride, metro yeah because 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 my best friend doesn't drive, and she would work downtown, but she would park her car like you know away so she could catch the bus downtown and not pay for parking, and they would be on the same bus. And though, I guess he would say hi sometimes, but you know she knows it's my best friend, but like we never hung out in in concert with one another i'd be sure to got on that bus with him he <laughs> <laughs> said so we got we got to break the ice right now so i mean it is what it Meet is me on the bus yeah that sounds like a that could be a show yeah i ran to my ex at, at the uh at kroger's a couple weeks ago did you how'd that yeah. go what section were you in oh uh, what section were we in it was funny because i was actually gonna, gonna buy some raid and I'm glad they had to raid my basket. Like, like you got bugs in the crib? This is crazy. But uh, we we super good in, in, in short doses. It's just you know what I'm saying. Can, can you make can you make it last forever? Yeah, yeah. Well, back to our guy J.R. Smith. In 2012, after the NBA lockout, he signed with the Knicks, and he started to become a fan favorite. Yeah, now, people were saying he was the new John Starks. Man, yeah, I see it. In 2013, except he never shot his way out of a championship game. <laughs> in 2013, he really started to catch his stride, uh-huh. and he was sixth man of the year. Yeah. So six, 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 six. six. <laughs> bringing it back to Drake. Thank you. And so I, I think as a player. Oh, by the way, Porzingis. Mm-hmm. They're calling him the sixth guy because his number. Oh, they really? You, you got to love that. Now you you talk about a guy who. I said when they drafted him, he was going to be a bust. There was no way that guy's going to be a good NBA player. Here, put like this: when they drafted him, I'm like, okay, I don't know about this. But the the interview, the post draft interview, he turned the crowd. He was he came out. I'm like, like, I mean, at the draft or at the draft, and like you know, Knicks fans, you know, because the draft is always in like like New York, New York, and stuff. Mm -hmm. And he was kind of like on the interview, like. I don't know what y'all think this is, but like, 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 I'm nice. Yeah. <laughs> it, was, like it, it is, it is like Eastern European way. He says something y'all to, that, boo now. To, to that effect, and I was like, yeah, I, I, I get down with this cat. Like, I, I rock I'm with to go back and watch that. Yeah, he was like, 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 like y'all got me, <laughs> y'all got me messed up. <laughs> 
Well, you know, when J.R. Smith was with the Knicks, he really started to catch his stride, and he, he started to become that player um, to some extent that people thought he was going to be, mm-hmm. you know, when he came out of high school straight to the league. Which leads us to 2015. He gets traded to the Cleveland Cavaliers. A trade robbery. At that time, did you think it was a good trade? Yeah, it seemed like the the Knicks have given up like their their like like two and three best players uh, to the Cavs for nothing. But whatever. Speaking of the the Cavs and because Shumpert went in that trade just, too. Yeah, yeah. And speaking of Cleveland. I know we talked about the Browns being at the bottom of the barrel, and the, and the Cavs obviously winning their the national the uh, world championship last year, and you know very well could win it this year. Let's talk just quickly. Indians Cubs they start tomorrow game one. Yeah. So D Wade's a Chicago guy. He's going with the Cubs. LeBron's an Indians guy. He's going with the Indians, and they're both you know good friends. Obviously playing together at the Miami Heat with the Miami Heat. So they've got a little friendly bet. I don't know what the bet is, but who do you think is going to win this World Series? The Cubs are favored to win right now. Yeah, I, I would agree with that. The well, they were the best team over the course of, of you know the whole season. They have Arietta, who I, who I would man, manage to say is the best pitcher of the. Uh, but like Kluber apparently is really good to the Indians' um, um, top pitcher, but. Um, Presumed MVP and Tyke supporter, Chris Bryant, doing doing some Red Bull cans with, All with Chris about Bryant. those Tykes, man. Yeah, yeah. But so I'm, I'm hoping um, um, the Cubs can win. Plus Theo Epstein. I mean that guy. You you've got to. He's got to be fast tracked to the Hall of Fame after this year is over. If you somehow. Take over the the front office reins of the Boston Red Sox, who hadn't won since eighteen eighteen or nineteen eighteen, and then take over the Cubs, who haven't won, I believe, since nineteen oh eight. You ended a collective. What's my math on this? Over like two hundred and ten years of collective championship futility. Within three years, each time of joining a franchise, that's that's number one on, on any general manager in in the history of sports. That you can do that twice is is just epic. I mean, if I was a put like any team, I'm not even talking about in baseball. I'm talking about in any sport. I would consider hiring Theo Epstein in some capacity, just mm-hmm. to say. You know, could he turn around? Whoever has been like the Browns, the Browns, might, the Browns might, might might want to look could, because obviously he's thinking on a level in which he's getting that done, and that that's that's uncanny. It's unprecedented. Like 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 we we're not as a collective public speaking about those two teams have one thing in common, and it's Theo Epstein, and and he's doing it in short order. It's not like he in, in you know. 15 years he was able to manage a championship. No. When you do it in two and three years, it's a clear distinction of what you've added to the the particular franchise and, and you know, the, the God Theo Epstein. So do you, do you, are you rooting for the Cubs to win? Yeah. I mean, okay. I, I, would, I wouldn't be upset because 
they're both long suffering, um, you know, fan bases, but considering the Cleveland just got the joint with, it's almost like, I don't even know if they could properly appreciate it. Cause it's weird to say like, like it's almost like saying that, that, you know, it's like you hit the lottery twice in like like two months. You'd be like, right. Well, well, I had that discussion at the tailgate at the Bearcats uh, football tailgate. Okay. Someone said, if the Indians win, what would the parade be like? Would it be like the the basketball parade they had? You know, people were hanging off of buildings, and it was it was just craziness. Yeah, I personally don't think if the Indians win that the celebration will be like that. That that's that's tough to duplicate. Well, it's just not. People aren't following baseball as much as they're following basketball. And that wasn't a team that was like slated at the beginning of the year that this could be like, everyone knew that the Cleveland Cavaliers were going to be a championship contending team upon the moment they got LeBron. So that's something that, that you could collectively get invested in before it happens with the baseball joint. I don't think you really can do that. And I think, I think being down three, one, two and coming back that, that gives you even yeah, more energy. Yeah. That, yeah, that, yeah. You're just, 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 just on a collective high. Yeah. So I think with, you know, with that championship that Cleveland won, J.R. Smith kind of elevated himself to a cult, cult figure type yeah. of type of level. I mean, he didn't wear, he didn't wear a shirt for like two weeks. And then, you know, they, they caught him at a, um, I think he was, he was at like a, some um, sporting goods store. It wasn't your favorite Dick's sporting goods, but he was at a sporting goods that new, place. That new, that new two story Dick's in Kenwood. You, you love Dick's sporting goods. Well, that's why I go every, every, every uh, week before the podcast. I have sometimes, wait, 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 sometimes wait. I even take, take photos of, of the mannequins and I say, okay, I might, I might have to incorporate that hookup. That's it, just weird. In, in, in some respect, I took a picture of a mannequin one time at Saks. Oddly weird. I took one at Saks one time and I know the lady was thinking, you're, 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 it was, it was, I know what she was thinking. I, I know what she was thinking. That's exactly what I'm thinking. That, that picture would later be utilized for. <laughs> and she was right. No. All right, right moving along. So, uh, J.R. Smith, do you know he sold shirts that had an image of him shirtless? Okay. So it, the, the shirt was actually. It's a shirtless shirt. It's a shirtless shirt. Okay. They sold very, very well. He's just doing a, a, um, a skin tone shirt with his tattoos on. That's what he did. Okay, That's I, thought, what it is. I thought the shirt was a, a photo of him. No, no, shirt. no. It's actual. Okay. skin tone. Oh, okay. And the tats. Well, yeah, you should you should say that. Yeah, that, that, yeah. That, 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 that's. Yeah, that's I feel like he took my idea yeah. posthumously. He, he did. <laughs> he did very well with that. He just resigned with them two weeks ago. Four years, fifty-seven million. Okay. to the Cavs. So at one point, Jared Smith was on Twitter, uh-huh. and he had to shut down his Twitter. Because people in the front office called him out saying, some of your tweets are cripted. They, ironically, I say cryptid, but they felt that what he was tweeting out, the words were gang-related. Okay. Because he was replacing certain, you know, in gangs, they replace certain letters with, like, yeah, they, like they, the, they don't the, use a C, they use the, B, Bompton. That, that was a thing that was going down on uh, the new HBO episode of, of Insecure. There was a, there was a guy who's... Uh, I guess he's a blood, so he wasn't saying c words. Right, it, right. It, it, it was it was crazy. Well, they thought at one point that J.R. Smith was a blood. Okay, so they made him shut down his Twitter. That's a sh- uh, I don't know what to make of it. So, uh, shortly after that, um, I, I don't know. He, he was kind of you know doing a little bit of a uh, of rap at that point, but he he released a rap song. Good for him. It's called "So Right." 
it, it, I'm in favor of it. It is not as bad as you might think it. It, it it's it's decent. Uh huh. I'm gonna say it's decent. It, it's when I look at J.R. Smith and I think of a rap track, I'm like, uh oh, this could be this could, this be, could be trouble. <laughs> this could be big time but trouble. Here's the thing that these cats need to do. You got all these cats that's in the game rapping who aren't really um killing the game like all that. But they're 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 bubbling up on the underground, you know, and I'm always like, look, they would let you get a verse. Mm-hmm. If you're decent, so that's the way you come at it. You know what I'm saying? Like if you got somebody who who who's spitting, and they're they're kind of on the come up on underground scene, you give them some cash, you get on the verse, and then you build your following like that. You know what I'm saying? So like if you if you had say say Lil Uzi right now, and it's Lil Uzi, but it's you know J.R. Smith has got got a got a verse on there, that pops. J.R. Smith might outdo Uzi, from what I heard. I don't know. You think he'd outdo Yachty? Absolutely. It, it's uh, I've got got a, got a young friend. She was she was hipping me to uh, so, some some jam she wanted CDs from, and it was like um, um, famous Dex and Twenty Two Savage. No, Twenty One Savage. No, Twenty Two Savage. There's a there's another one. Yeah. He says in there, uh, not no. twenty one, but twenty two. Yeah, you gotta see see this cat. Oh, yeah, yeah, Tw- twenty two savages is, is, is. I I, I enjoy him though, cause cause he he he. Uh, you know, there's a level of like like hood that is just fun because because of how hood it is, mm-hmm. and and he he's achieving that. I like the stuff that I've heard from Yachty. I've got I got a Yachty mixtape that that's um. I don't know what to make of it, but but it's got some songs on there that are, that are because he he like it's melodic in a certain way, but it's, it's real it's real stoned out though. It's almost too much, right? You know what? And and I, I want to save that conversation for another podcast because I have a theory behind a lot of those guys like Yachty, okay, which I want to dive into a little bit more. But I want to segue into what we've done in the past. But per your request, Glenn, this is me adding adding on me me me. Which I'm perfectly cool with. Yeah, I don't, because we venture in the world of R and B, which I love. Alex is, it, a, is an R and B connoisseur. Every Sunday, he's digging in the crates for the for them spinners. For every Sunday, I go for a five mile run. I've been doing it for eight years, and I only listen to R and B. Wow! I pick an R and B artist. There's not there's not even modern R and B music. You've got you've got to go like like, oh, like I go. pre. Oh, I go, I go all the way back. I mean, I go Sam Cooke. I go all the way back. What but was here's, the last great R and B album? Confessions. <laughs> uh, that was a. I, I like that was a great album. That's um, what I'm saying. What What was the last R and B album to really capture the the public's attention? That's a good one. It's It's been a while. I mean, if you take away it, Confessions, you almost have to go back to Coolie High Harmony. Let me let me do my research on that a little bit. Mario just said Trey songs. No. Mario, don't ever bring no, up Trey man. songs Come on. in any R and B conversation ever, Come Mario. On. You're you're just making yourself look bad. No, and, and then you bring up Chris. Br- All right, you're done. So speaking of Brown, uh-huh. we're going to segue to this uh, to this particular segment in which we're going to listen and discuss. 
Bobby Brown's 1989 hit song off the Ghostbuster 2 soundtrack, yeah. On Your Own. Now, Glenn, you love this song. It ha- it has a special place in in in, in, uh, in, the, in the pantheon. Why, why is that? Well, let's just listen. Damn right, Bobby. Dance. Oh, hold on, Mario. You got you got to let that roll to where he sings. That's. I mean, I like the rapping, but we, we got to hear the. We got to hear the. Rap. All right, we can we, we can fade it out now. If if we're doing our job as a podcast, this song will re-enter the charts in the next week. <laughs> And it, it was number one. Oh, you're damn right. On the charts at one point. I, I think part of that, too, was the fact that it was attached onto the Ghostbuster uh, 2 movie. And, and part of that was because Bobby Brown was a damn star. Absolutely. I agree with that. Do you remember this video? Trump, Donald Trump appeared in this video. I remember it had, had uh, um, New York Skylines. Yeah. It, it, was, it was, yeah, it, it was very, it had a lot of lights and, 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 and night nighttime themed there were there was a lot of stars a lot of star power okay. in that video as well it should have been so um and that's why he he's in touch with the african americans <laughs> who are in the inner city <laughs> so you feel glenn that that this this was the song this was for bobby brown well explain no, it to me no the song the bobby brown song is every little step Agreed. but 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 this song marks the apex of the Bobby Brown phenomenon. Bobby Brown was never higher and would never be as high as the run of On Our Own. That was the the moment because people often would say when he hooked up with Whitney and they were being like, "Oh, I don't know why why she would date date." You know what I'm saying? And and Whitney's such a is up here and Bobby's down here. Not 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 when On Our Own was was, was pumping. At that point, you could argue, you could make a, a legit case that Bobby Brown was a bigger star than Whitney Houston, and it always it always struck me that looking back on people's careers, I always try to find out, like like right now, Taylor Swift killing the game. What if we were to make a case say I don't think Taylor Swift will ever be as big as she is right now? That might be true. That might be false. We don't know. But like in retrospect, we could look back and say, okay, Britney Spears was never as big as blah, blah, blah. And you can come up with the exact point at which Britney Spears reached her apex because she's obviously in 2016, not as big as she was in, say, 2006. Right. And I always think it's very interesting to look at people's when, when did they have their peak and did did anyone see the fall that was to come? And. I know at that point Bobby thought it was it was it was full steam ahead. Yeah, and it was not right. <laughs> it would it would end in, in rather quick succession. Humping around got a little play, but after that it was it was it's it just started to crumble. But I, I want to go to something you said earlier, which mm-hmm. I want to agree with. Every little step, still my favorite. Yeah, that's that's my favorite Bobby Brown song. That may be my favorite. 
R&B song of, of, of the 80s. And the only thing that's not, not making it my favorite song is because the, the number one R&B song of the 80s, and, and I'm sure you agree with that, this, is If It Isn't Love, New Edition. That, 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 that goes out saying. Yeah, yeah. Let's, let's, we got every little step plan right now. Let's hear it. What, and I, what really propelled that's, this song, That's too, just an enjoyable song. It is. The, the video took it to another level. Every little step was written in, in big, bold, white letters while, while Bobby Brown and two dancers are, are, are... And were you the one who told me that, that Ralph Tresvant actually sang yes. the, the, the verse in that? Yes. That, 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 yeah. It blows my mind that I don't even, that I don't even know that fact. <laughs> to, 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 to possibly quote, quote the... Cause that that, and that was a babyface written song. Okay, mm-hmm. yeah, J- just a, a pure, a pure eighties hit. I mean, Absolutely. that's all the makings. If you have babyface writing the song, you have a a video that featured an all white background, and, and you have Ralph Tresvant involved. I mean, it's a hit. I don't know how you how how you could ruin that. Right. You 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 could not make that. Azalea Banks could not stop that from be, be, being a hit. That that is that is that is too much good. It was it's like saying there's certain things that you can't ruin, and you can't ruin a Ralph Tresvant song written by 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 Babyface. What's also great about that song is it was it was pretty much the the uh, the, the the white filling in the Oreo cookie. This song was between Roni uh-huh. and Rock with you. Okay, so that. Every little step was the single in between those okay. two. Okay, and it, it was it was so it was so um, you know and those Bobby, two were great. Those two were were great hits for yeah, him as and, well. And then Prerogative started off right, but 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 this was different from those songs because Bobby was this wasn't nasty Bobby. This wasn't sexual Bobby. This was this was pure um, accessible pop friendly Bobby Brown. Right. This and. and this was exactly where it needed to be. Everyone could enjoy this song. Black folks, the, the African Americans in the inner city, <laughs> the African. The, the, what about the Latinos? <laughs> the, the Latinos. Let me tell you something about the black communities. It, you you walk outside, you get shot. It's, 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 but yeah, but this song was just walk into the store. It, it was so. It was just so user friendly. Like 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 you you didn't have to you didn't have to change your day to enjoy every little step. Every little step came to you. You didn't have to come to it. And I, I miss, Glenn, I, I, I truly miss the R&B sound in, in the R&B groups. Yeah. Groups like Troop. Troop. A lot of, a lot of activator. A lot of Jericho activators. Troop was doing more with, 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 cause they didn't just have the standard, oh, I got an afro and I'm a squirt Jericho. No, they had parts. They oh, yeah. had, they had, um, tails. Here, here's a, here's a great one. One of the backup singers in Troop, if you look at one of the pictures off the first album, he has a slope, okay, slope haircut, uh-huh. and in the front he's got the blonde dye. Okay, okay, and that was nineteen. What do you say? Eighty-eight, eighty-nine, eighty-seven, eighty-eight. Yeah. Okay, eighty-seven, eighty-eight. They had a reunion show. <laughs> Don't t- please tell me, Glenn. They had a reunion show last year. He showed up, slope with the blonde eye in the front. <laughs> like I've said before, 
I want to see those guys that look like that in the 80s yeah. look like that now. I want that to never die. Like we said before, I want Boss Hog to be alive yeah. and look like Boss Hog. Where 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 was Troop? Where are they from? They're from the They're South from right California. There. They're, they're from, from California. Okay. They're from uh Pasadena, I believe. Okay. I would have sworn they were from like like Houston. And there's no way those cats are still in shape. <laughs> there's something about if you well, had a Jerry Curl, your chance of being overweight now or, or <laughs> the or, correlation between th- there's gotta be a correlation between between like like having a Jerry Curl and like Enjoying barbecue. <laughs> I mean, it, it just seems like 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 everybody who you know what I'm saying like cause, can you remember the, the older black cast that had, had Jerry curls? They were real into like 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 blues singers. Like blues singers had just as much affinity for the Jerry curl as anybody else. Like if you look at like like your BB Kings of the world and your your Bobby Blue Blands and like. Like those, the, that that whole era. Like, um, there's a cat that's still around, still playing the the blues that that has the Jerry curl. He, he he would make it on Letterman every every now and then. Still, still, still rocking the Jerry curl. God bless his soul. Strong, yeah, yeah. Ne- never stop. Don't <laughs> don't stop on my account. Well, you know that you, you remember. So most of Troop's music was written by Chucky Booker. Oh, really? Yes. Man. Spread My Wings was written by Chucky Booker. Okay. Turned away from love, Chucky Booker. Yes. Yeah. Chucky with two eyes at the end. Oh, wow. Yeah. And and, and Spread My Wings was, um, it was produced by DJ Clark Kent. Really? Yeah. So originally. Air Force One fanatic, DJ Clark Kent. Yes. So that song originally, I, I believe the story goes when it was written and, and, and um, recorded, they wanted it to have more of a dance feel to it because of all the members. Pretty much all of them could dance. Okay. And they wanted it to be a little bit uh, more up-tempo, so they gave it to DJ Clark Kent, and he redid it. And that became the version that you see in the video. And by the way, if you haven't seen the Spread My Wings video in a while, <laughs> I suggest you go back and watch it. They're playing the piano on the ocean to start the, to start the video. Okay. And then they make their way to a rooftop which is a helicopter landing pad, and it's like the dark. It looks like it's like L.A. or something like that. Okay. And it's got the the night skyline. Oh man! And their dance moves. <laughs> well, well, off the I, hook. I, I don't want to give away next week's show, but we really should should take a look into um, um, Rick James and and and, and Smokey Robinson's Ebony Eyes. <laughs> there, there is a video and a narrative, a long version of that video. That 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 we we yeah we'll, we'll save that. I, I want to say when we get, to, I want to say one thing about Smokey Robinson, and I, I think Smokey Robinson obviously was a. Was it's on a, the Breakfast Club this this week. Is he really? Yeah, and I I think he's a he's a very good artist. But is there any artist in the history of music whose song, his songs were redone, and most of the time when they were redone, they sounded better than the version he did it, which was very good. How dare you? No, he's on record saying this. I, I I know, but Smoke Smokey's got some. Like, He's got like, some cuts. I was never I wasn't hip to um, cruising. Oh yeah, until the, D'Angelo did it, right? But the Smokey version, I don't know. I ain't got to say oh, D'Angelo's better. Yeah, yeah. It's it's definitely smooth. Yeah, Smokey Robinson slept on. If you oh, if you you put like this, his greatest hits can 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 rival anybody's. Oh, he's got he's got hits. You know, has a strong a strong greatest hits al- album collection. I don't even know what what category his music even fits into. Who's that, Mister Johnny Mathis? 
Johnny Mathis has a has a uh, uh, really his his greatest hits album is is, is, is throwing bows <laughs> throwing bows <laughs> out the package. Yeah, no doubt. I I I, I, I rock with Johnny Mathis. Well, you know what? I, I think we've set up a lot of good things for the next episode, and I, I think we've we, we've covered a lot today. Yeah, no doubt. And I think people learned a little bit more about J.R. Smith. And I want everybody to go out and check out uh, Glenn's Instagram page with his tykes. Make sure you check out the my tykes. I think they're dope. A lot of uh, uh, NFL players entertainers and everybody's really starting to jump on that so it's pretty much the biggest thing in the world right now <laughs> and and next episode we're bringing back the, the Krispy Kreme challenge we're gonna, no doubt we're, gonna, we, we're we, gonna do that we keep forgetting but you know th- these donuts need to have their say thanks for listening to another episode of the no further comments podcast I'm the co I'm your co-host Alex Meacham I'm Glenn Riley they tell me and we are checking out yep see you next episode